We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome to the Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings.com. I'm Shannon McEwen, hosting from the Roto-Wire headquarters in Madison, Wisconsin. And with me is Ken K-Train Kreitz, calling in from the Green Mountain State. Ken, how's it going? Hello, Shannon. Shake it, don't break it. It took your mama nine months to make it. And happy Friday. Happy Friday, indeed. So the Rotowire Basketball Podcast is available on iTunes and, and Stitcher. Uh, if you get a chance, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, share it with your friends on Facebook, Twitter, InstaFace, 
all of those places. Shebang, shebang, whatever, whatever the kids are using. Exactly. All right. So this is uh, the first show Ken and I have hosted together. So, so we're going to do a little bit of uh, getting to know your host before we dive into what we're going to do with the show uh, content-wise. So, Ken, tell, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm an old-timer that dates back all the way to the Roto News days of the mid-'90s. I think I wrote our first-ever NFL wide receiver projections way back in the day. Um, uh, contributed on and off again for Roto News and then Roto Wire for many, many years. Uh, have the uh, Rebound and Rant column on Roto Wire currently on the basketball section. And I have, and like you, sir, have an East Coast bias uh, that should hopefully be a nice balance with uh, James West Coast Conference Anderson uh, on the earlier in the week podcasts. I've always had an issue as as a Pistons fan, just being like all Detroit teams are always. I feel like they're lumped into that East Coast, or you know, it, it's not East. I can't. I can't even <laughs> accept it as East. Um, yeah, it's a Midwest, brother. Midwest. We'll call it Mid East. Mideast bias. Okay, good. That works. That works. All right. So, and I'm Shannon McEwen. I've, I've been with the Road to Wire for the past seven or eight years. Um, I do a lot on the business side, but uh, also basketball is my number one sport. Uh, started off as a writer uh, for the site doing basketball. Used to have weekly columns and, and make Sirius XM appearances and all that good stuff, but it's just hard for me to find the time. But we're doing that this season. We're, Ken and I are going to take a break from all of the, the boring work and, and focus on our love of basketball and, and, Amen, and be able to talk about it in this podcast. So, you know, as far as what we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to just hop all over the place, I think. Um, you know, it's preseason right now, so we'll talk draft strategy, rankings, things of that nature, hit up some of the, the news points. Um, once the season starts off, we'll, we'll go into how you should manage your team uh, during the season, touch on all the latest news, pop culture, whatever we really feel like free agent, about. Free agent pickup suggestions. Definitely, definitely. Predicting um, future injuries from uh, fragile players. There we go. And if any of you listeners have a topic you want us to go over or any questions, we're, we're only on the show Fridays. We're going to record it on Friday morning. So if, if you want to hit us up at... On Twitter at Roto Shannon R O T O Shannon, uh, or at Ken Kreitz C R I T E S is how you spell Kreitz. Um, hit us up, send us a question. Um, let us know what you want us to focus on, and we'll try to try to work that into our show. Um, another thing we're going to do, which many of you probably heard me doing this last season um, on Fridays, we're going to talk about DraftKings. Um, we'll, hopefully, we even get some host you listener contest up and running and, and we can all can kind of join in the fun together um so we'll shannon was very humble in his introduction he's definitely one of the rotowire dfs resident experts and he's gonna he and i will mostly shannon a little me will have some fabulous DraftKings advice for you every friday and since we're still talking about DraftKings, you know fancy basketball hasn't launched on DraftKings yet but football is going strong. They've got another millionaire maker running this weekend. You got $1.2 million going to first place. Go to DraftKings.com, enter promo code ROTOHOOPS, R-O-T-O-H-O-O-P-S. Not easy to remember, but hopefully that makes it easier to remember. 
So if you use that promo code, you can play free with your first deposit. R-O-T-O-H-O-O-P-S for your first free entry. DraftKings, it's not fantasy as usual. Welcome to the big time. Well said, sir. Was that good? Well I've, I've got to work out. Yeah. We'll get those live reads. Roto done. hoops. That's all you got to remember. Exactly. Roto hoops. Th- those live reads will go better. I'll work in some uh, some of my own flavor in the f- in the future episodes. All right, McNasty. What are we going to talk about first, sir? You want to go news? You want to go keeper league? What uh, what strikes your fancy? You know what? It, it, it's the preseason show. Let's talk our keeper league. So the RotoWire staff keeper league. We had to submit our keepers last night. Um, let's let's give some details on the league. So it, it's it's been a long running league. Um, we have twelve teams, and you have fourteen active roster spots, five reserves, and we also do four minor league players. Uh, the positions are five guards, five forwards, one guard forward, two center, two centers, and one forward center. Um, you, it's an auction, $160 auction, so not a lot of money available in that auction. And uh, Shannon, uh, refresh my memory, who was the big champion of last year's RotoWire Expert Staff Keeper League? The reigning RotoWire basketball what? champion is 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 I. It's Shannon McEwen, and uh, the other McEwen brother actually won the year before. So it's gonna be hard for you guys to get it away from the family here. Um, <laughs> I mean, the the one good thing is, as our listeners will soon find out, is I basically mortgaged my future um, to win that championship. So my keeper selections were. We're not very strong, um, as I was going through them yesterday. Um, I'm only two years in the league. I inherited a mediocre team that I have kept mediocre. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of in that Washington Wizards zone where I'm not bad enough to tank, not good enough to really make it, you know, to make a championship run. And uh, I find myself still in that conundrum. Well, it, you can change that with the auction next week, which we'll go over the auction is on Thursday, so so next week's episode we'll go over the auction and, and go over some of the results. Um, a couple a couple of the other setting details. It's a traditional nine category league, uh, rotisserie, not head to head, and we play all weeks throughout the regular season. <laughs> so the keeper setup: you draft guys on an A contract, keep them for a B contract the second year, um, for the third year. You can keep them at C, and then you have to toss them back after the season, or you can sign them to an extension, and it's like $5 extra per year that you sign them to an extension for. Um, so that, that kind of gives you the basic overview of how the league's structured. Now, Ken, let's talk about the keepers that you selected for your team. If you want sure, to run through sure. them, go one by one. And, and I'd add, and I'd add, you know, a lot of ways, this is just a vehicle for us to talk about players heading into the new year. So... If you're not in a keeper league, don't just click off the podcast now. We're going to get into a lot of you know future per- forecasts of the guys we're keeping. And frankly, that should be helpful whether you're a season-long daily or a keeper league. But uh, that said, yes, who did I keep? And uh, you know, we only can keep nine guys from what is a 14-active, five-bench, four-rookie or develop- D-league uh, roster. Um and my issue is always wanting to keep too many. I fall in love with guys too much. But uh, 
no brainers for me. I had Chris Middleton that I only have to pay five dollars to keep. To me, he's the only legitimate outside shooter that the Bucks have. I'm not too worried about the extra shots Monroe and a returning Parker are going to take because someone's got to spread the floor, and Middleton's definitely going to be the guy. Uh, I've got at only nine dollars keeping the Rooster, Danilo Gallinari. That's uh, that's an absolute steal at nine dollars, man. Like, well, the- I just got to hope his knees hold up, right? But he's <clears throat> definitely going to be their leading scorer. Going to be a wealth of shots there. And as you'll see, my other keepers, anyone that has the potential to both block shots and hit, hit threes, I tend to have an early man crush on. But yeah, I'm hoping the rooster, you know, last year, no fun dealing with all his gradual, slow return knee injuries. But that's the joy of keeper leagues is you're, you're thinking out ahead. Well, and but any DFS player would tell you, too, he came on. He was on fire uh, towards the end of last season. And if he, he play, if he plays anywhere close to what he played like at the end of last season... At nine dollars, he's just a steal. I mean, he he'll end up being like a twenty dollar player that you have for half off. Agreed. I was trying to think what is uh what is Italian friend Fuego? He was in Fuego at the end of the season. I don't know what the well Caliente. No, I don't know. I don't know. But yes, he was on fire at the end of last season and a great bargain for almost the whole last six weeks of of the DFS year. And so I'm hoping he stays healthy and you know continues to be their lead scorer. Uh, another kind of no brainer was DeAndre Jordan. Uh, actually he was at that, I've had him on my team for two years or he was a seven B guy, meaning I could pay $7 to keep him for one year or I could extend his contract and I've decided to extend his contract one year. So I'm still only going to pay 12 years and have him, I'm sorry, $12 to have him this year and next year really debated whether to go three years there or not. But with the injury stuff, I don't know, I get with anyone, not that, you know, Jordan actually has been quite healthy, but, uh, I don't know. I get nervous about the longer term deals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, longer longer term deals and the injury risks are legit because if you sign someone to an extension in this league, you can't just dra- drop them without any repercussions. You actually will go in half of their salary will be deducted from your auction for the life of that contract. So you do you you, you have to be somewhat conservative. Um, I like DeAndre, and at that price, he's obviously great. How how many years did you extend him for? Just one year, so I got one. it this season and next. That's about. That's probably what I would have done as well. Um, I actually owned him before you did in this league, and my the one problem I always had with him was his free throw percentage. Oh, absolutely, yeah, 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 and yeah. You know, I hope like a Middleton and Jordan can balance out to somewhat close to average, and then obviously I got to keep that in mind for the rest of the auction. And that's true. Anybody who rosters Jordan in any format. Well, I can tell you, as as the reigning champ, I know what it takes to win this league, and, and it's really it's really really tough when you have someone who drains uh, one category like that. I, I own Dwight Howard in this league as well, and th- those those guys who drain you in, in free throw percentage or, or any category really, if there's just one category that they force you to tank, it's pretty tough. And with DeAndre Jordan, well, luckily Jordan. Yeah, you know, we'll see. We'll see what the hack-a-shack stuff is like. Jordan doesn't take nearly the the shot attempts that Howard does, so his free throw attempts aren't as high. But yeah, the percentage is a kick in the pants. Well, that that used to be the case. The trend with Jordan, though, is he's he's jumped up about a hundred free throw attempts each of the past few seasons. So from two forty nine to three seventy four to four seventy one. 
471, obviously being the, the career high last year. And that was at a 39.7% clip. So that that's tough. If, if he was only shooting 200 free throw attempts per game, per, game, uh, per season still, it would be a lot less of an impact. So still not at the Dwight Howard level, but he's starting to get close. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know, I, I do consider that there's a position scarcity at center in our league with our rules and all that. And uh, certainly if he played any other position, uh, he wouldn't be nearly as appealing. But uh, basically, yeah, I'm willing to eat it because I'm so eager to have two quality centers. Uh, that sort of leads to my big spend for keepers, uh, Marcus Saul at $27 at a Y160 auction budget. He's at an A level, so I, you know, I didn't have to worry thinking about extending him at all. But uh, basically, I feel like I'm underpaying for Jordan a little, so I can overpay a little for Marcus All. I've had the first two years, I've struggled to have quality centers going. I just can't take a donut at the position, uh, so I'm happy to overpay for Gasol. I do feel like Gasol's still got another level he can reach, um, mm-hmm. and you've got guys like like Zach Randolph, still a really still a good player, still productive, but eventually his his production is going to start to dip and it's going to, it's not going to slide over to like whoever the backup power forward is in Memphis. It's going to be a guy like Marcus Gasol taking on a bigger load and having, having more shot attempts, um, being the focal point of the offense more so than, than like Randolph would be. So I, I like uh, Marcus Gasol's upside. Also this, this probably won't translate to the game, but they, I watched a video of him yesterday, and he was just drilling three pointers. He hit like seventy five percent during a, during a shooting session, and it was, it's he's already taken a bunch of those long two point shots. So I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he does take a couple steps back and starts taking at least some three point attempts. Well, surely he can only improve on the three three pointers he hit last year. Uh, love the assist from the center position. He's he gets almost four a game. Great, still pass. blocking. Uh, you know, blocked one point six a game last year too. Um, and unlike Mr. Jordan, hits seventy nine eighty percent of his free throws. So we hope that continues. Uh, I'm going to go on a tangent here. Another big who has the chance to start draining threes is possibly Amir Johnson in Boston. He's not on my keeper team at all. This is totally off subject. But uh, hit two of three of his three-point attempts uh, in his uh, preseason game the other night against Brooklyn. And we know Brad Stevens loves stretch fours. You wonder uh, if can Amir add that to his repertoire this uh, later in his career. But if so, suddenly he becomes a little more valuable as well. That does make him more interesting. And I, I have long been a fan of Amir Johnson because as a Pistons fan I saw him come into into the league um he, he it always was kind of hinted that he would have that kind of upside to be not not just necessarily the the kind of can't uh Tyson Chandler-esque big man that he's been the last few years um but more well-rounded game I'm not necessarily buying that he's going to start draining a bunch of threes this year but it's certainly interesting. I mean, he did take forty. He took forty six attempts last year, and he hit forty one percent. So that's pretty solid. But but you're looking for it to be a fantasy impact. You know, he's going to have to triple, quadruple those attempts. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see what Mr. Stevens, Coach Stevens, has uh, in 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 line for him. You know, he certainly had Sullinger suddenly drain a lot. You know, attempt a lot of threes. Uh, and Johnson has def- has surpassed Sully in the depth chart. So it'll be curious to see what happens there. Uh, but back to my keeper list. Uh, so 
for only a dollar, I kept Darren Collision, even though Rondo, <laughs> yeah, might ruin. I thought that was a fantastic trade I made midseason last year. And then the Kings go ahead and sign Rondo uh, because they are an insane franchise who keeps uh, you know zig and zagging in different directions every day. Um, I think but I, for uh, Callison for a dollar, he's only a dollar. So he's only a dollar. I mean, it, it's not, it, it's kind of risky take. You're like, it's a dollar. Yeah, Rondo's there. But if anything happens to Rondo, or or maybe, you know, Callison's still going to get some kind of run. They 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 traded away McCall- McCallum over the offseason. So, I mean, Callison is in the guard rotation, and he will get run. How much? Enough to earn a dollar for you, that's for damn sure. Right. right. Now, he was uh one B for me, so I had to decide whether or not to extend him, and I just didn't. Not just not knowing what the heck's going on there, but uh, uh, I didn't want to pay six bucks for him. Uh, let's see, and then uh, another big spend. So I extend, I kept and extended another year Kyle Lowry at sixteen dollars. So I'm going to be paying twenty one for him. You know, it's a point guard league. We and we don't, uh, we do not have turnovers in this league. So to me, that skyrockets the uh, value of the point guards. And so uh, very happy to have Lowry, who to me is always going to be the go-to guy in Toronto at least the next two years. Um, and uh, he, so. he, he actually had some struggles in the second half last year. But the first half, he was like an elite fantasy option. And he, he's coming into this season. He's, he's lost a bunch of weight. Um, he, he's supposed to be looking as fit as he ever has as a professional. So... I expect him to actually be pretty good. Will he be good? Will be Will he be as good as he was in the first half last season? Probably we'll not. Probably not over the course of the full year. But he won't be as bad as he was in the second half either. So I think like a comparable comparable production to what we saw across the full span of the 2014-2015 season is what you should expect. And at twenty one dollars, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm excited about that. Uh, and then other end of the spectrum. Oh, so here, here's probably the one that I lost the most sleep over was, do I keep Rudy Gay at $23? And uh, I hemmed and hawed over this. If I had someone else that I wanted to keep more, I would have dropped him. But uh, again, Gay falls into that, can hit a three and can block a shot situation. But, uh, you know, I don't think Rondo's certainly not going to take shots away from him. Um but I don't know. I don't know. I, I just I, 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 I flip-flopped about a thousand times on it. Certainly 20 points, six boards, one steal, 0.7 blocks a game would be fantastic. That's what Rotowires project him for in this season. Um, we'll see how the threes do or do not uh, trend. He hit almost uh, – he had 1.2 a game last year. See how Carl – you know, how George Carl wants to use him. But what are your thoughts on me keeping gay? Gay – I probably would have kept him at that price. And the reason why is because of how well he adjusted under George Carl. Um, mm. the, over the last 20 games of the season uh, last, last year, Rudy Gay averaged 23.9 points, uh, 5.8 rebounds, three assists, one steal, one block, one, 1. 1.6 threes. Those, those guys who are one plus steal, block, and three, that's like mm-hmm. that's a rare breed. I mean, you're talking like Rudy Gay, Nick Batum. Um, people see Giannis being one of those guys in the future. Like, there's there's not many of them, and, and to to have one, 
especially if they're chipping in 20-plus points a game. They're, they're pretty damn close to an elite fantasy option. I think Gay's going in like the third or fourth round, so, so that's, that's pretty good at 23. I think so. And, you know, had he dropped to auction, uh, I think he would have gone for more than 23 because there's such a – so many guys in our league go the stars and, and scrubs route and, you know, overpay at the draft. Uh, there was a lot of concern about him last year going into the auction, so I thought like 23 was a good bargain. And, yeah, I'm going to stick with it. Um, my last keeper, uh, at different end of the spectrum as far as experience and as far as scoring potential, but uh, I'm going to stick, and I'm using, keeping him on my D-League roster, is power forward TJ Warren with the Phoenix Suns. So Warren's behind Markeith Morris, the keeper Morris, if you will. Um, but a lot of upside, very young. Uh, if they play Morris at center, it would be to get the 22-year-old Warren more play at power forward. That's possible uh, when they go small and run like with teams like the Warriors. Um, but what do you what do you think about Warren's upside, sir? Are you keeping him as a minor league player? Or I am, okay. I am. So it's kind of a no-brainer to keep him, right? It doesn't cost. Yeah. Him. So the minor league players, as long as they have uh, less than three years of service time, or and or they haven't played 20 they didn't average 20 minutes per game or more the previous season you can keep them um as just a minor league guy it doesn't count against your auction uh dollars so with that with that in mind yeah i think warren's a great player to tuck away and just to hope that he turns into something um i don't i really don't expect him to be too productive this season but maybe if there's an injury or maybe next year, yeah. I mean, right now in Yahoo head-to-head leagues, ADP for TJ Warren's 148, 149. So he's like one of those last-round flyers right now, mm-hmm. which that's basically what you're doing with him. So so that that's a good call. But uh, enough about me blabbing about my team, <laughs> Shannon. As you go from uh... – champion of the league to presumably rebuilding mode since you had to give away almost all your future assets to lock into lock into this year's championship which is always worth doing uh how are you shifting gears coming into this season well i there is no way i i couldn't even find nine guys who i would want to keep um most of my guys had expiring contracts um so i had i could not keep them they weren't options other guys like Ray McCollum Jr. Um, what's this? What's this guy's name? Langston Galloway. Those those guys. I spent so much on them to get them as free agents late in the season nice. that that they're they're not keepable at those prices. Um, honestly, I probably would have tossed both back even if they only cost like five dollars, anyways. Um, so my options were very very limited. Um, the only no brainer I I feel I had was Gordon Hayward. Um, he, he's yep. at, he's at $13. I signed him to an extension, uh, before last season. So I've got him for this season and next, uh, for, for 13 bucks. And he was the one guy when I was trading away all my assets that I would not part with. Um, I view him as like a $30 player. He's probably more realistically, he's probably like a 25 to $30 player, but I, I view him as like a legit top 15 fantasy guy this season. And yeah, absolutely, plenty of value there. Um, I'm perusing your your roster, 
Can you? Yeah. Can you I'm guess? Tempted to guess. Yeah. Take a so guess. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess that you decided to take a full. Well, maybe not. I was gonna say I was gonna guess that you stuck with Terrence Ross only because he's at three bucks. But then, of course, their free agent signing um, with my man, Mister Carroll at small forward, may put Ross's minutes in a question. What did you decide to do with Ross? I tossed him back. Um, I had him. I drafted him as a rookie. Had him at a, as a minor guy um, last year. I had him as active. It did, really didn't work out. And like you said, Carroll's there now. There's just there's too many question marks. Ross is also dealing with an injury. There's too many question marks. I know three dollars is a great price, but I just I don't need him on my team. He didn't help last year. So the only I mean, there to me when I looked at my team, I didn't have many decisions to make. Ross is probably the only one, but I made that one pretty quickly. Um, the the other two guys I kept. Wait, 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 okay, okay. I, you got. You must have kept Tyson Chandler at eleven bucks. Yes, Tyson Chandler, eleven dollars. He he comes in right around there. Like our software has him at like twelve or thirteen dollars based on our league settings. Um, so so it's it's cost appropriate. Um, but you know I expect him to be to do well um, in Phoenix. He, he's got a better point guard than he's played with the last couple of years in Dallas. Um, as far as a pick and roll type player. Um, so I expect to see at least the production we saw from him in Dallas last year. Alex Len kind of, kind of confuses things a little bit because I do expect the Suns to give the young big man some minutes, but I think the two of them will actually play alongside each other a lot too. And then my, my other, I'm going to guess, and I'm going to guess you did this only because you have so many roster spots, you've got a lot of cash. Did you decide to keep George Hill one more year? Oh man, I did, and actually, there. So I, I have one more keeper beyond George Hill as well. But yeah, George Hill at fifteen dollars. Um, he's going to be entering his last year of his contract. I did not extend him. He was starting at, point guard. Yeah, starting point guard. He averaged you know eleven points, four and a half uh, rebounds, four assists, and he was dealing with some injuries last year. I mean, you have some concerns with him. Monte Ellis is there now. Paul George is healthy, but. I still like what we're going to get from George, and I think he, or I think Hill works best when he's kind of like that third or fourth guy on the team. He, you know, he's facilitating some offense, but he's not asked to create tons of it. Um, and, and what he did last year, before last season, uh, when Paul George was healthy and the Pacers had other options, and you know Lance Stevenson and whatnot, he was still a quality fantasy player. Fifteen dollars probably too much, but. Point guards are tough to come by in this league, so I just decided to keep them for the one more year. Makes sense, and I think Hill and Ellis really actually, that seems like a good pairing. Uh, Hill won't mind being a pass-first point guard. Uh, you don't want, frankly, Ellis dominating the ball at point guard. Uh, you, know, you need to keep him uh, sticking to more efficient shots, so I'm sure uh, the Pacer coaching staff likes Hill having the ball in his hand there. And yeah, with, with George back, there's a lot more assist options for Hill out there. Yeah, he'll hit enough threes that he'll hit enough threes. Have a you know four or five assists. Uh, that's all I need from him. Exactly, exactly. So then your other keeper. Ooh, I'm strong. I mean, uh, you're you obviously have to stick to the uh, the D league guys. Still count as our nine, right? So no, those guys don't count as the nine actually. Ah, okay. So I, I forgot that. I may have to go keep another one. Um, 
But uh, boy, your other keeper. Oh, it's so yeah, obvious, man! It's so obvious. Oh, uh, do do DJ Augustine because it's five bucks or no? Come on, it's it's Brooke Lopez at four. 14- oh yeah, sorry. Ah, went right past that. You know, oh it's yeah, fourteen bucks. Scarcity at center. Still going to start. Hope I, he stays healthy. Yeah, it's, it's always about health with Brooke Lopez. If he stays healthy and plays 70, 70 75 games, he, I think he's an absolute steal at $14. Um, the Nets, you know, Plumlee's not there anymore. Garnett's not there anymore. They, Taron Williams isn't there anymore. Well, it's what choice do they have but yeah, to feed him the ball? That's all they're going to do. And he, he had some really big moments last year. His rebounds went up a tick, which, you know, it's still not much. It was 6.9 boards per game. But you add that to a block and a half, you know, 16, 17 points. And I think I expect that 16, 17 points to actually go up quite a bit this season. As long as he's healthy, I think the guy's $20, $25 player. Well, yeah, going from Williams to Jack at point guard, that's going to open up more shots for Lopez. Uh, yeah, you just hope he stays healthy. But with the scarcity of centers, with that cheap price, with the 1.6 blocks that could go up higher if he's feeling healthier, um, the only bad part is you'll have to now watch Brooklyn Nets highlights on ESPN or, or League Pass. Right, right. That is a painful, slow – that's going to be a painfully slow team to watch. It's going to be Oh, bad. another ISO for Johnson. Great. It's going to be really, really bad. Um, and then my, the anti-warriors. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and my two D-League guys were K.J. McDaniels and Mitch McGarry. Um, n- nothing to really to see, to see here. I'm just going to keep them stashed away for the year and hope that they both have value heading into the next season. There you go. There you go. All right, sir. Well, uh, should we shift gears now and uh, take a peek at some news items? Let's run through some news. So we've got... Uh, there's, there's been some, some interesting news that has surfaced lately. Uh, first one, and this is probably going to – you're going to be hearing updates about this guy a lot, I would imagine. Derek Rose, unsure of his return. So what, what's your thought on Derek Rose this year, Ken? And what, I, I mean, are you going to draft him? Are you going to take the risk? Never, never. I mean, obviously, super late rounds, sure, but uh, – don't touch him with a 10-foot pole. I certainly hope for his sake in the city of Chicago's that he is healthy and returns. But uh, I think once a guy has an injury bug, he always has the injury bug. I mean, what I'm looking at, what really to me the news, which uh, hasn't changed that much, is still that Aaron Brooks is a great late-round flyer or a cheap auction buy. Remember in his 21 starts last year when Rose was hurt, he averaged 14 points, 4.4 assists. And maybe most meaningful one and a half threes a game. Um, to our earlier point, where point guards are always useful to have, uh, if you can stash Brooks on your bench, that's that's to me the meaning of that news. See, it's it's tough for me. So Rose actually he actually practiced yesterday. It's the first time he, he had the mask on and everything else. But kind of the takeaway was. He's not at 100% yet. He's not playing at full speed, and they don't know when he's going to play yet. But I was, I was actually encouraged by the news. I look at it as, all right, the dude's already out there trying the mask. He's participating in drills. You know, to, to some degree, is enough. It's, it's better than not being out there. And, and there is question about whether or not he'll be, he'll be ready for opening day. So 
the fact that that's a possibility is encouraging to me. Also, we're looking at we're, we're looking at an injury that's not related to his knees. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm totally okay with it. I will take a chance on the guy if he's going disc for a discount this year, which I'm sure I'm sure he will be. Um, it's not. It, it, it's going to be risky, and it's got to be a pretty vast discount, but I will not have a problem taking them if that discount is there. Um, it's funny. The, the news, and this is the way it's been for the past few years, but you know, you read this encouraging news that he's wore the mask at practice, um, things are getting better, and then you read another, uh, another report that says he can only – he's seen double vision if he has both eyes open, and, and he has to play with one eye closed. So <laughs> You have to assume – that's not going to help his field goal percentage, the lack of vision. And uh, I'm sort of saying that tongue-in-cheek uh, uh, or eye-in-cheek. But uh, remember also, though, 51 games last year, he shot only 41.5% from the, from the field. Uh, in a very small sample size the year prior in 10 games, he shot actually 35%. I, I worry as he breaks down, as he misses practices, um, Will we, will he ever return to that forty four plus field goal percentage that he had earlier in his career? I, I don't know. I I I don't. I just don't see things getting better for him. I, I hear you there, and it's not. I don't expect him to ever return to his previous glory, but I think he's. I think he's a decent player to target if if he drops far enough. We currently have him ranked at one fifty eight. Um, this is for Yahoo nine category head-to-head leagues we have him at 158 um on yahoo his adp is 73 so he's always going to be a name he's always going to be a name people grab so i don't i don't think i would pick i don't think i would pick him at like 70 75 but if he dropped to 80 85 90 i might jump on it i might um it'll it'll be tough it'll be interesting to see um like i said we're going to talk about derrick rose plenty this year because he's just always happens to be in the news so let's look at a, a couple other guys that have been in news uh recently auto auto porter this is one of your guys oh yes let's uh yeah uh, mr porter uh obviously paul pierce leaving leaves what looks like a, a large hole uh in the wizards lineup um you really hope that uh, Otto is not going down the Kwame Brown, uh, Vaselli first-round pick busts history of the Wizards. Um, you know, I, I like Porter as a late-round flyer. I'm not sure where he's going. Uh, Yahoo there. Uh, maybe you can look that up, Shannon. Uh, to me, he is a poor man's Trevor Ariza that you hope can become uh, very quickly a real Trevor Ariza. Um, the potential's there, the pedigree. Hits threes, um, you know, there should be some more shots for him this year. Uh, plays great defense, but that's not going to help you fantasy-wise too much. Um, but he's going to start this year, so big uptick in minutes. Uh, what do you see coming out of Mr. Porter in Washington, sir? I'm actually, I'm really high on him this year. Um, so Porter is, he's, he's at 159 for us. So he's right there with Derrick Rose, Josh Smith, um, even we've got guys like Dwayne Wade ranked around that that same range because essentially with with guys like Rose and Wade and why they're ranked lower is because of the amount of games played that we have projected. Um, but Otto Porter is right there at the one fifty nine mark. This is why he's intriguing to me. His, his ADP on Yahoo right now is one forty. 
there's if you look and, at yeah 140 is an absolute steal i don't i don't even consider right. him Who's like starting it exactly he's the start he's going to be starting at small forward for the wizards the guy came on towards the end of last season played really well in the playoffs um, i mean he was a damn good value he he started 8 games at forward last year he averaged just under 30 minutes 12 and a half points uh, four and four point eight rebounds, one point three three pointers. The three pointers is is a big part of it because mm-hmm. this preseason, dude's drilling a bunch of three pointers too. Yeah, he, he is going, and he fits in well with John Wall and Beal and, and Gortat. Like he he's not going to be asked to do a lot. Well, but he, and where you're going, or what I like about Porter too is we we've talked about this before. So much attention given to the rookie class and who's going to explode out of the rookie class. And sophomores, and in this case juniors, are just so ignored and yet get usually such a nice learning experience from those initial years that I love letting other guys in my league obsess about the rookies and trying to find other younger but now forgotten about um, gems like Porter. And yeah, you know, Rotowire is predicting he's going to go from 19 minutes a game to 28 plus. And when you you you, just, you know that meaning that that big minutes increase, yeah, I I think uh, certainly point seven point eight threes a game is legit. Um, one plays point, really one good defense. One point five. He's going to hit at least one and a half three pointers per game. Ooh, nice, bold, bold prediction, sir. I like that. Well, that would be gold. That would be gold. And you know we're saying he's going to get point eight blocks a game. So again, like the Rudy Gays of the world, uh, the Danilo Gallinari's. Anybody that can help you out at threes and blocks has value. He's legitimately one of those guys who can have one plus three steal and block per game. Um, I, I, I'm not trying to overhype this guy, but I think he's a lot closer to, to guys like uh, Trevor Ariza or, or um, Danny Green than what most people probably believe. Like I, I really do think he's comparable to those guys this season. Like he's going to put up comparable stats. Fantasy right, value. I, I am etching Otto Porter's name into the official plaque of uh, McNasty and K-Train sleeper picks for the 15-16 season. I love Otto Porter, and, and I love him more every time I look at him. <clears throat> you know, the poster that I have hanging over my bed. <laughs> Framed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, all right, well, here's a question for you, Porter, <clears throat> or speaking of rookies, I know you love Willie Colley Stein. If, if if forced to choose between those two, where are you going? Between between those two, I would probably side with Porter. Um, if there's other rookies, uh, there, Willie Colley Stein's um, teammate from last year. Carl Anthony Towns, I would pick him over Porter, but I I would I think Porter, Cully Stein, they're they're all in that same range. I got to check the ADP for Cully Stein now. Mm, you know, I'm, I'm bringing up. He's one one thirty seven, so they're in the same range. Um, right. So that is a legitimate decision that a lot of drafters are going to have to make. Well, and uh, I think I would lean to the diversity of Porter, frankly, and uh, the knowing what you're knowing a little better anyway what you're getting. But uh, all right, both nice upside picks. Uh, any other news you want to review, Shannon? Yeah, we've got a couple other guys that are going to be starting, um, or are it appears they're most likely they're kind of in the driver's seat 
for a starting job. Zach Levine in Minnesota and Stephen Adams uh, for Oklahoma. So let's let's talk about Minnesota first. Uh, Zach Levine, what's your takeaway there? He's going to be starting at shooting guard. Well, I know somewhere Rick Adelman shaking his head with a tearful uh, eye, uh, knowing that Kevin Martin's finally going to the bench, the brittle Kevin Martin. Uh, hey, big upside, decent assist from a shooting guard because he's kind of that tweener guard type. Uh, frankly, you know Rubio's going to get hurt at some point or another in the season where uh, Levine will be asked to do even more. That makes total sense. Um, you know, the Steve Adams news Really, to me, that just more speaks about when they want Enos Cantor on the floor. Cantor shoots a lot, so they don't want him out there with uh, Durant and Westbrook. I think that makes sense. I still like uh, Adams uh, to sort of stick to last year's stats, but Cantor's still going to eat into his minutes a lot. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if Cantor winds up with more minutes than Adams. Uh, but what's your takeaway on that news? It, they're both interesting takes because – Zach Levine, I do. I expect him to get good run. He played well last year when when the Wizard, or sorry, the Timberwolves were had a bunch of injuries. A lot of the veterans were out. Um, so his move to shooting guard pushes Kevin Martin to the bench. Um, but when you look at the rest of the starting lineup, you got Rubio, uh, Levine, Andrew Wiggins, um, Carl. Anthony Towns and, and your boy at your boy at center slash power forward. Oh heck, I can't even think of his name. Kevin Garnett? No. Uh, oh, Jorge Dang. Yes, which I'm Dang. sure I'm, I mispronounced. Gorky, 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 Gorky Jang. Oh. Yeah, Gorky Jang. Um, so it, they have no, they have no outside shooting. So I expect Kevin Martin to still get plenty of run off the bench, and, and he's actually. He's been deployed in that six-man role before. I think it's a good role for him because um, he's just, he, you know, he's like Vinny, the microwave Johnson. He can come off the floor, get hot, and pour in 30 points um, if his shot's fallen. So I like that role for him. I think it means Levine will be somewhat limited. You're not going to see him run out there for 35 minutes a game. Um, and he Levine just, he's got a, he's got a lot of growing to do anyways. So, um He's more interesting now as the starter and the fact that he'll probably get quality minutes, but I'm still I'm not taking him as like a number one or number two shooting guard in any of my leagues. He's he's a bench player for me. Um, for for you know, yeah, that go may ahead. touch on that may touch on the McNasty and K Train uh, podcast drinking game. I think uh, listeners should do a shot every time you make an old time Pistons reference. That works. So there there you go, folks. <laughs> there, there, it'll probably only be a couple shots per episode, so it won't be too tough. Um, that, and I'm counting my Amir Johnson reference as an old time Pistons reference since it was solid. It was over five years ago, so that's two shots for this episode. Yeah, solid, right. solid. So Stephen Adams, I, I actually expect Stephen Adams to play less minutes than he did last season. His minutes did drop a little bit after Cantor came on board, and and you've got. And that was even when they had Ibaka hurt. I mean, now that now that that team's healthy, Adams will start. But like you said, they're just they're just waiting to pull Cantor off the bench so he can be that that bench scoring threat. Um, come in when when Durant or Westbrook need a blow, and then Adams is just he'll be okay. Seven points, seven rebounds per game, maybe one block, but he's not going to give you anything more than he did last year. Yeah, and dings you a little in free throw percentage, though he's not shooting a lot. 
Um, you know, if, for your de- when you're desperate for centers, that's a name that's always going to come up. But uh, no reason to move on Adams early. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna cut off the news there. We're gonna transition to our rankings, and kind of w- what we're actually gonna do is we're gonna talk about. It's, we're gonna skip over top ten. Everybody knows the top ten. You look at them. You might have preference. I, I saw a draft last night where Chris Paul went third, o- or I'm sorry. Yeah, third overall. I was really surprised by that. But you've got the, the top ten's weird, and you've got like seven or eight guys who are all um, right there at the top who can go in almost any order. LeBron James is going six or seven in some drafts. I think that's ludicrous, um, but it, it's just the way it goes. Some people really like Chris Paul. Um, some people like LeBron James, whatever it may be. The the only like undisputed, unquestionable thing – in this year for fantasy is, is the fact that Anthony Davis is number one and then two through six can go in almost any order. Uh, agreed, sir. So let's, let's chat about guys outside the Rotowire uh, top hundred. Again, as you mentioned, we're looking at what we call our head to head rankings, nine categories. So that includes turnovers and the percentages it's threes made um, I'm gonna. I'll bring up the first name who Rotowire's ranking at 143, that I think is a little too high, or I'm sorry, too high a number, not low enough, not high enough in our rankings. Uh, power forward David Lee, uh, gonna start in Boston, gonna see 26, 27 minutes a game, gonna be encouraged to shoot by Brad Stevens, gonna keep the pace going forward. Uh, a guy who a lot of double doubles in his career. Certainly a big name, but buried last year in that Golden State uh, successful run. Hey, plays miserable help-out defense. There are multiple videos on the Internet showing how bad his help-out defense is. But in fantasy, you don't care. Um, anyway, I like, I, I like uh, you know, we suggest taking Lee number 123. I'd frankly be happy with him anywhere between, I don't know, 108 and, and that 123. Yeah, I mean, our, our rankings have him at 142. ADP on Yahoo is 103. I I actually would be fine taking him above that 103 mark. I think taking him in that 90 to 100 range is fine. Um, you know what you're going to get with Dave Lee. He's going to give you decent percentages, points, and rebounds. Like, he'll, he'll be close to a double-double guy, you know, 15, 16 points, 8, 9 rebounds. But he's not going to do anything on defense. Um I think he's a quality option in that eighth, ninth round area where he's going right now on Yahoo. So if you want him, you like him a little bit more than that, expect him to kind of return to his glory days before uh, being stuck on the bench all last season, then then you'll be all right. But Dave, David Lee, you know, go up an extra round. Eight or, eighth or ninth round, he'll be, he'll be a solid pick. Got it, sir. Got it. And I wonder if I'm looking at slightly different rankings than you. I'm, I've got him at 143. You said 142, but uh, splitting hairs, splitting hairs. All right, who do you like outside? that's outside of the Rotowire 100 for nine-category head-to-head Yahoo leagues? I'm loving almost the entire Portland Trailblazer team this mm. year. Um, the only guy on the Portland Trailblazers who is ranked anywhere near the top 100 for us is... Um, is Damian Lillard. 
And he's like, to me, he's a legit top 15 guy this year because Lamar Saldridge is gone. He's going to carry the load there. But I love some of these younger, intriguing pieces they have. They got Mason Plumley from the Nets. And, um, and why the heck wouldn't you give Plumley 28, 29, 30 minutes a game when you're going all in on youth, 25-year-old upside, center, you know, position scarcity issues there. Uh, love me some Mason Plumley. Also happy to take him at you know, probably in the 90s. We Yeah, we have him ranked at 168. Uh, ADP is 138 on Yahoo right now. I would take him well above that. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, he's, he's a guy who, we've got him projected at 28 and a half minutes. I expect him to play at least that. It wouldn't surprise me if he gets up to like 32 per game. With that, he's going to be a double-double a night. He's going to get over a block. Great field goal percentage. I mean, free throw percentage is really the only thing you have to worry about, but I don't think he's going to take too high of a volume to really hurt you too much. Um, the other big man that uh, that I love there in Portland is Myers Leonard. No one, no one is talking up this guy. I, I don't understand at all. We've actually got him. We've got him ranked higher than Plumlee. Um, we have him at 108. Uh, ADP's right at that same mark. It's at 106. Qualifies at center in most leagues. Yep. And and the 108 we have Matt, that's only 24 minutes projected. This guy is going to start at power forward. Um, but he's mm-hmm. 24 minutes projected, eight points, eight rebounds. The intriguing part about Leonard that many don't know, because he's like he's like a legit seven footer, he he can drain three pointers. Like like super good at three pointers. Last season, um, he was actually like one of those 50, 40, 90 guys. Uh Fifty percent from the from the field, forty percent from downtown, and ninety percent from the line. It's just, or I'm sorry, yeah, he, that's what he did. But it's never, it wasn't reported because he only played fifteen minutes a game. The volume right. wasn't really there, you know. Right. But he is a legit, like, super efficient guy. Can drain shots. And, and and Matthews is gone, so you need somebody to help stretch the floor. So you just got to feel like the three point shots are going to be there for Leonard. And the other options that you're looking at, I mean, some people like Noah Vonale, uh, Ed Davis, El Farik Aminu. I'm really not expecting – I mean, El Farik will get some run. He'll play some small forward. Um, but I don't – I think Myers Leonard is the guy that they're going to build around. It's going to be Leonard, Plumley, Lillard, and, yeah. and a couple other Leonard's guys. Leonard's only 23 years old. Yeah. They're all in on the youth movement. They'd be crazy not to give Leonard and Plumley a ton of minutes. So right now, Otto Porter, Otto Porter, Myers Leonard, two of my absolute favorite sleepers for this season. Um, the last guy on Portland that, that we need to mention is McCollum. Mm-hmm. McCollum just, he absolutely exploded. If anyone watched the playoffs last season and saw Portland, C.J. McCollum was just awesome. He was playing alongside Damian Lillard a lot. Um, he's going to start a shooting guard uh, with now that Wes Matthews is out of town. Um, but he did great when once West Mat- West Matthews got hurt last year. Uh, C.J. McCollum did good. You know they they brought in Gerald Henderson um, as part of the Nick Batum trade, but mm-hmm. that was to acquire Noah Vonleh. It wasn't to acquire Gerald Henderson. I don't expect H- Henderson Henderson will play two and three, but I don't expect him to really eat into the value of guys like C.J. McCollum too often. He'll probably eat into El Farik. Aminu's value more. So there, there, there's no future in Gerald Henderson. No yeah. one's going to hang their hat on. 
The upside of the Trailblazers is Gerald Henderson, who's proven he can't hit three-pointers reliably. Uh, at 27, frankly, is an older guy on this squad. Uh, yes, I'm with you. And you know out west they want to run. And having two point guards in McCullum uh, uh, and Lillard, that's the way you want to play out west especially. And yeah, there, yeah. There's just no future in Gerald Hendles. And McCullum. McCollum's more of a shooting guard anyways. Um, I mean, kind of point guard size, but more of a shooting guard. Um, he can hit threes. He can get you steals. He's not going to do a lot with assists or rebounds, but he's going to score and get you those three-pointers. And I I think he's going to have some sneaky value this season. Well, another guy with huge minutes boost. I mean, that's your, your ears have to perk up when anyone with talent is uh, in line for a huge minutes boost. All right, so I think that's the uh, – there's some fantastic sleeper picks. Uh, I'm, I'm busy etching those names into our official plaque. Um, but uh, I, I think it might be time to bid our listeners adieu. Yes, let, we'll, we'll close up shop here for today, um, but we, we do. We'll have a laundry list of sleepers that will go over the next couple weeks as you guys prepare for your drafts, um, and we'll dive into some other stuff. As I mentioned earlier, uh, if you have any questions or topics you want us to touch on, you know, hit me up on Twitter, at RotoShannon. We'll, we'll try to work it in. So, all right, Ken, I think, I think this went well. I think we need to inject some more uh, s- some more humor next time around, and you know if if we work in the the video um, simulcast just <laughs> next week, make sure you wear pants. I know you're not wearing any now. <laughs> I I just have my George Murison jersey on, and well, that's it. All right, <laughs> and it doesn't it doesn't hang very low. So I've seen you in that jersey before. <laughs> All right. Well, gang, thanks for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by DraftKings.com. We're now available on iTunes and Stitcher for your downloading convenience. Please subscribe. Um, be sure to give us a rating and review. McNasty and I would greatly appreciate that, as would the rest of the Rotowire NBA podcast. And let's go ahead and close with some words from legendary coach Bill Fitch. He said, sometimes you wake up in the morning and wish your parents had never met. The train is leaving the station. Adios, amigos. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.